Welcome to the Age of Audio. My name's Graham Brown from the award-winning podcast agency Pickle & Co. The Age of Audio is a series of conversations with thought leaders and changemakers in the world of audio. That's podcast, radio, and social audio converging with big data to create engaging and authentic content for a new generation of listeners. I remember when you got the Richard Branson gig. Mm. It's a long time ago now. Yeah, yeah. Eight, seven or eight years ago? Yeah. So at the time, I remember you as an Instagram-based brand. That was quite, you were like one of the first brands I saw building themselves on Instagram, which is like quite, I, I didn't really understand it at the time. Mm. But I'm a bit older, you see, so I'm not of that generation. But you mm. got it and you started building it. And I saw that growth. And yes. now, obviously, building out your podcast as well. So maybe we can kick off, Nathan, by talking about how podcasting has been for you in terms of growing founder and also your sort of personal journey. Really interesting journey, right? I started the Founder Podcast about a year after launching the magazine. So that was late 2014, I think. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I launched the podcast was because I was doing these interviews for the magazine and recording them in audio format and embedding them in the magazine so people could read the interview or listen to the full thing in audio while interactive in the magazine hmm. and a good friend of mine our uh, now head of marketing at founder i said oh look i'm thinking about starting a podcast and he said oh well, that's cool and i said i've got all these awesome interviews that i've collected from the magazine but i, I said you know, i'm worried that people will be offended if I release them into the world for free when people are subscribing to the magazine. And he said, look, I'll challenge you, launch it, see what happens and see what the kickback looks like. And if you get heaps of pushback, then uh, you can shut, always shut it down or stop doing it. And if you don't get any kickback, nothing happens and you keep going with it, maybe onto something. And I launched it and... Yeah, no one said anything. Hmm. <laughs> so then this kind of idea around how we can take an interview and turn it into more than one piece of content kind of started, right? And, um, you know, we laid in video over time, but for a long time we didn't do video. And podcasts are so hot right now, but... Back then, when I started the Founder Podcast, what, seven years ago, like I thought podcasts were hot then. Like it's crazy to think around how, how much more kind of everyday acceptance and just everyday use, um, you know, you've got spot th things like Spotify connected into people's cars now, mm. right? Like- it's crazy. You know, you can set up your account so you can keep listening to music or podcasts or whatever. And then you see the rise of all these different brands now developing podcast networks uh, mm. as a form of media or a media play to build audiences and communities. Like you look at Barstool Sports and I'm like incredibly inspired. Like in terms of like – a modern day 
media company now like all these all these media companies right they all start with one or you know they're, they're editorial or they're just video or or but now they're all got an audio play hmm. so for us at founder what's been really powerful to answer your question is this idea of starting with the interview in audio format and then spreading that out and and using these incredible interviews, these incredible stories with some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation, um, it's really been able to build the brand, right? And, 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 you know, the podcast is just one piece, right? But it's been a big channel for us because there's something really intimate about audio. Hmm. You have to listen and it's just you and that other person and it's like that person you're, you're you're a fly on the wall in the conversation or that person is speaking to you and they're telling you as if you were speaking to a friend on the phone hmm. right versus a video while video is incredible an incredibly powerful format and is a great trust builder and relationship builder as well you can get often distracted or you can you, it's it's a different level of focus when you're listening to audio versus watching a video like mm. uh, you know it depends the setting and the environment right so we've actually found something you might find interesting is some of our biggest students or, or biggest customers that enroll in our programs and or or, or you know uh, you know become super fans of what we do a lot of them all have listened to the podcast quite heavily Mm. Uh, which which is i also i find very very interesting what do you think the driver is for that why do you think do you think they became super fans because of the podcast or super fans consume the podcast what do you think the relationship uh, because of the podcast because of the podcast because oh, they, right, so they could go deeper it's got so much value like mm. we've got now over like almost 400 episodes like mm. and some of these people we speak to like they don't give time to many people like their time is their greatest asset mm. and we can get like half an hour, sometimes even 45 minutes with mm. this person, right? Mm. And and what they share, their their experiences, their lessons, like it's just gold, man. So, yeah, it's definitely because of just listening like and, and just consuming. And it's not about me either. Like mm. it is, but it isn't, you know? Like it, it's about the person that's listening versus I'm not telling you and this is what I've learned. It's like what is that subject, like what is that? found alert that they can mm. share with you so it's kind of like a gift that we're giving mm. and if you listened to the founder podcast like the 400 odd episodes that probably average 40 minutes let's just say sub an hour an episode that's 400 hours worth of content that's at least what this is like 30 days worth a whole month's worth mm. of worth of interviews like that would be like in some cases better than doing an mba yeah yeah Cheaper for sure. Cheaper, it's free, but like you would learn way more mm. in many cases, right? Mm. From the, mm. the wealth of knowledge you'd get from all of these founders. So, yeah, it, it has um, helped us grow massively. Mm. It seems you focus a lot on learning. And obviously, that's a big part of your business model is like educating mm. the community and giving them information and tools. How has it yeah. been for yourself, Nathan, as a host? Episode oh. one versus episode 400, what would you say has been the changes? I'm sure you didn't get it right off the bat. Come nah, on. it was Let shocking. And to be honest with you, only until recently we've got been going really hard, like the past six months on pre-production, hmm. that our interviews are getting better and better and better. And we're seeing 
better growth from the podcast, which is amazing. Mm. So um, that that's been really interesting. Like we interviewed, um, you know, the founder of Airbnb, and the pre-production mm. there was awesome. Like, what, what would you do? Would you like storyboarding and things like this? What would be pre-production for you? Well, first and foremost, we've got like a next level producer that mm. that is just incredible at telling stories, and they mm. go so deep on the research that they. And they're very clear on the outcome and the journey we hmm. want to take people on. And then while I'm doing the interview, I've got the person here on this screen uh, in the studio, and then I've got another screen up here where it's got all my questions. Hmm. And this per uh, my my producer, our producer Charlie, he's like behind the camera. And he's listening to the interview and he's like typing up different questions or mm. go through this one, mm. go for that one. So we're yeah. like tag teaming together on this interview, like just to make it amazing. And like, mm. yeah, versus me waking up 7 a.m., rolling out of bed, looking at Wikipedia on this screen and then just trying to make it happen. Like, because it's got that much going on because I'm trying to run the company. Yeah. So where I'm going with this is, yeah, look, there's a world where in the next, 12 months, I don't, I don't want to be the host of the mm. show and I want to find someone else to do it. And, yeah, we're starting to build out a bit of a network. Uh, in terms of learning, it's been game-changing, man. Like mm. I'm downloading these people's brains. Mm. So it's only natural that that, you know, one month worth of incredible goals, like incredible lessons and just timeless experiences, incredible stories shared, like that has been downloaded into my brain hmm. and it's only natural that I'm going to get some sort of unfair advantages to, you know, apply that to, to building founder. Hmm. How is it for yourself in terms of your storytelling? Because there's always the challenge, isn't it? If you're a host and you're listening, you're absorbing a lot of this stuff. Hmm. You also have, you're the CEO and you're the founder of founder hmm. and you're our very much the, the brand that people know it to be, even though you, you have an amazing team around you, you still are for what most purposes, the experience. Virgin, Richard Branson, Elon right. Tesla, same thing. It's, he's, he's what people understand Virgin to be, right? It's yeah. that personal touch. How does it be for your storytelling? Because that's a key part. I mean, I heard Richard Branson say that entrepreneurs fundamentally are storytellers. Mm. How is it for you being a host, listening to stories, has your storytelling changed? Have you evolved how you tell stories about founder and about yourself? I haven't never really thought about that, if I'm being honest with you. Um, but one thing I can tell you is I've definitely got better at asking better questions. Mm. <laughs> and it's definitely helped me fine-tune my gut right? Because you're speaking to these people, you're on the spot, you want to be present because you're speaking to incredibly just accomplished people, right? Mm. And you don't want to look like a, an idiot. So you got to be listening. You've got to be present. You've got to be able to engage. You've got to be able to take them on a journey as well, just as much as the listener. So you got to be able to be sharp and go, okay, well, let's explore that more or mm. like, you know, and where do you get that from? It comes from cultivating presence, cultivating your gut, getting better at asking more powerful questions because mm. that's what leadership, a big part of it is like, you know, what questions are you asking? Mm. You know, the better the question, the better the answer. 
So, yeah, I haven't really thought about the storytelling piece, but it's definitely helped me as well be a better person to be interviewed. Yeah. Like if somebody's interviewing me, I know like how to do a good interview. And I know that sounds arrogant, but like I know because I've done so many now Mm -hmm. what a great outcome looks like. Like how much depth uh, is this this person giving? Uh, How much vulnerability? Uh, You know, how unique or interesting is the story that they're telling? Is it like, you know, out of this world or is it just kind of vanilla? Or Mm. are they giving you short answers or like, all of that kind of stuff. Like I know those hot buttons. So in terms of selling founder, selling what we've done, yeah, it definitely has helped. Hmm. I like your point about presence as well, being present. And I've heard people talk about this. I've experienced this myself. I've done 1,500 podcasts myself, a lot produced for other people though. But mm. Sitting in and being present is something that there's that meta awareness, isn't it, that you learn when you're talking to somebody and you know, oh God, what am I going to ask next? You know, got to get to the next question. There's, okay, that's really interesting. Let's go there. What do you do to cultivate that? Do you have those Zen moments in podcasting with you with somebody and thinking, wow, this is this is really happening and this is really cool? Do you get that yeah, kind of yeah. flow? Those, those are the best. The best are you jump off the interview and you're just like, wow, like. Mm. And I think back to like, you know, my IT support days before founder and I was fixing people's computers, crawling under desks. And then, you know, five, six years later, it's like, here I am and Mm. I'm speaking to one of the richest people in the world or whatever, like, or whatever the story is. And it's just like, wow, that was so incredible. Like, and you just get this incredible high and rush, Mm. euphoric experience. It's so cool. Like, it's Mm. the best. And I'm prepared to give all that up because I think someone can do a better job than me and I think I want to be a better CEO Mm. than I am a small piece of the founder product. Mm, Interesting. And I believe that my time could be better spent helping more people, growing the brand, creating cool stuff, doing that Mm. versus creating content. Mm. and being on the tools. It's actually one of the last things that I'm on the tools on. So, yeah, that's a whole other piece of the puzzle. But, yeah, to answer your question, like, yeah, there's some incredible times where I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. And Mm. and how do you cultivate presence? Ooh, that's a tricky one. I think first even acknowledging that, like, you can be a better interviewer, like how present you are, Mm. and the more that you – even acknowledge that in of itself and just keep refining your gut, refining just that confidence in trusting like, okay, that I want to ask that. Just ask it. Just go, just ask it. doesn't matter. Who cares? What's the worst that can happen? You know, like building that confidence as well really helps. Hmm. Do you, I mean, on that point about confidence, do you do, uh, how, how does it compare? I should say podcasting versus stage. So I don't like talks anymore on stage. Once again, mm. it comes back to like, where is my time best spent? Mm. I think on the stage, it's a bit trickier because everyone's looking at you and you have mm. an audience. Podcasts easy because you can hide behind the microphone. You don't even have to turn on the video. 
Mm. Dude, I didn't turn on the video for years and now it's one of my biggest regrets. Like really? I'd interview, you know, I can see one of your books there, Tim Ferriss, right? Yeah. I interviewed Tim and I wish that I had, even if it was in my fucking parents' basement, excuse my language, but even if the interview was in my parents' basement because it was like 6 a.m. in the morning and like, you know, I'm, you know, I wasn't living with my housemate and I had to live with my parents, like I had to fall out my housemates, so I had to live with my parents for a little bit. Like I should have recorded that. With you video. should have recorded that nation. That's the yep. stuff of legends, though. If you had yeah, that, yeah. So like, like the Amazon so, first office, all those kind of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and so like you know, you got Eric Reese there once again. Yeah. Audio only. Wish I had just recorded the video, but wow. something changed with COVID, where hmm. it was socially acceptable to be at your home, or you didn't have to be in person to do hmm. the interview, and. You know, I always was never prepared, right? So, like, you know, I did some of this stuff I probably take for granted, some of the people I get to speak to, right? But, and mm. that's, that's a problem in of itself because I'm so mm. caught up trying to run the business. And it's like, yeah. So, how has confidence changed? Look, I think hiding behind the microphone is much easier than going on stage and doing mm. a presentation. And it's that's not hiding, but like you could perceive it as hiding, right? Or it could be perceived as, I got my camera off and that's how I perceived it, honestly. Mm. Like when I spoke to Tim Ferriss, I was incredibly nervous and I was like, I don't want to show my face. I don't want to show my parents' basement. Mm. I'm going to turn on the video and I'll, I'll just say, which I, was my standard line, hey, yeah, look, I, I uh, you know, this is audio only, just, you know, worried about internet and stuff. Like, okay. okay. You know, like I mean, like, and yeah, like I just roll with it, but it's, it is so much easier to do a mm. podcast with someone that you're really nervous around when they can't see you. Yeah, it does. I mean, just I was just curious because, you know, I think there are a lot of people, podcasting is like a zone of control, isn't it? You feel comfortable with it. And a lot of people are, they view themselves as socially awkward in some situations like networking events, for example, mm. and they may be good on stage, but that they may feel a little bit in control, but on podcasts, they can be really in control. And I found mm. it's a bit like the karaoke effect, isn't it? That yeah. some people, once they get in that zone of comfort, that they can be really good at it. And I think often the people who are the best podcast hosts aren't necessarily the best on stage or the best public speakers or the best, you know, or any of that. They're just really good at listening. Agreed. And it depends what type of show, right? Mm. If it's an interview, it's how strong are they as a conversationalist, mm. right? How strong is that person at conversing, entertaining, you know, extracting gold, like pulling it out of that mm. person? Like if, if it's an interview, right? Like it's really about, you know, the key to being a great conversationalist is what you don't say. Mm. So, so how good are they at being present, listening, cultivating that presence, like capturing it all and then taking people on a journey? But, yeah, if you're on a stage or you're a presenter or a public speaker, you're working the room, mm. controlling. Yeah it's, yeah, it's totally different. But then it's kind of it's a different setting too, you know. But, yeah, look, I agree with you. That makes 100% sense. Some of the best podcasters wouldn't be strong on stage at all mm -hmm. because – it gives them hope as well different. for a new generation mm. of podcasters. Hey, man, this is really good. I think we've got some great content here, Nathan. Is there anything else that we missed out that you think was important for that, or do we cover most of the bases? Yeah, 
I'd like to just share with you just around kind of like where I see audio going and, mm. and where, where we're investing in it as a media company. Please. So as a modern day media company, I believe you need to be helping your community from the three different learning modalities, audio, video, and written. And so for us, you know, we want to have a, a high traffic editorial, basically a a Wikipedia on everything you need to know on how to start or grow a business, which will lead to, to our online school. And then on video side, you know, how do we have one of the largest YouTube channels to, to help entrepreneurs start or grow a business? And then on the audio side, how do we build like a really large podcast network hmm. with incredible shows um, on everything you need to know? Like it doesn't have to be everything, but just – but less kind of Wikipedia, but like just incredible conversations, incredible things that people don't talk about and, and just really an incredible place where we have so many different shows. And um, I think it can be a big driver to grow the brand, to grow the sound mm. of the brand and introduce different personalities. So we launched our first show this year about six months ago called Becoming a Founder. Oh, no, it's called um, Zero From Zero to Founder. Mm. And, uh Basically, we're just interviewing people in our community that have gone through any of our uh, paid programs, right, and their success stories. Like these are people in the trenches, everyday people like you or I. Because I think one biggest piece of advice I get is like, Nathan, it's awesome these guests you interview, but it's hard to relate. Mm. We want to have another show. And I'm not the host of that show. Our community manager, Molly, is. And now we're looking to work on the third show who'll be probably with one of our uh, course instructors, right? And then we'll work on a fourth show and we'll continue to look to either acquire shows or talent or identify talent and work with them at, at whatever capacity, right? Whether it's writing an article, doing an interview, creating a course, creating some content for us, like creating a podcast. Like there's just many different ways that we want to work with talent and that is the future for us. So, you know, in the next two to three years, I, I see a world where we've got, you know, 15, 20 different shows mm. that are all kind of cross-promoting each other and all talking on different areas of business and entrepreneurship, interesting, engaging conversations, things to learn, people sharing incredible things. So, um, yeah, that's uh, kind of where I see uh, us heading for founder. Mm. More a like a podcast, podcast network. network model. Yep. And you're more in the sort of the, the talent. You're giving the talent all the operational platform to, you know, they, they have an audience. I guess they bring the audience to your platform, right? And they then have the content and you're really just helping. You're taking away all the heavy lifting for these guys, right? Plugging them. Correct. Into Correct. Yeah. Okay. We'll curate it, work with mm. them. But yeah, we, we will be the distribution channel for them. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. That is the modern media model, right? That has to be, and it's it's quite an agile way of doing it, rather than you know curating another form of content as well. With podcasts, you could probably do it quite easily, you know, in the sense that the, the setup for is quite low for these guys. Yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. Mm. So, yeah, in many ways, founders becoming a talent based business. Mm. Work with talent, highlight mm. talent. Um, and, and, and I see audio and podcasting a part of that, um, mm. cause we tell stories, right? Absolutely. We, like a founder, we create futures mm. and tell stories. Like we help, we help, you know, 
someone changed their life, like changed their life in some way, shape, or form. Mm. At a large scale, they you know, build a successful business or whatever. They you know, leave their job and start a business or, or whatever. That we help impact them you know, turn mm. the business around or whatever. Um, all the way from you know, you learnt one thing. You know, like you mm. know, Google this. Oh, that's how I do this. Oh, wow, awesome. I heard a founder now. You know, like so. So, um, but yeah, like the stories piece is what we use to drive the growth of the brand, working mm. with the talent, telling those stories of the talent. Yeah. That is, that is, uh, you become the platform to give them a voice. You give them the tools as opposed to be the story yourself, right? It's their correct. story told. You give them the megaphone to do that. Correct. And we don't break news, not right. interested in news. No, um, there's too much of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. I'm, it, I'm really fascinated by that journey, Nathan. And it's really exciting to see this kind of evolve. You've been listening to The Age of Audio with me, Graham Brown, from the award-winning podcast agency Pickle & Co. To get access to all the audio conversations and book content for The Age of Audio, go to www.theageofaudio.com. One more time, theageofaudio.com.